0: Hello and welcome to the Law of Attraction Secrets podcast. I'm here today in the home of a very unique human, someone who is exceptionally inspirational. He holds the world record for the number one epigenetic age reversal. He is someone who has brought his age down by tremendous amounts. He has the most incredible protocols. And today we have the privilege of not only tasting some of the food, experiencing the environment and being around this person who has achieved so much in his life, not only in entrepreneurship, he sold his company for almost a billion dollars. He has also created some wonderful things that will help you in your life to achieve more, help you to bring down your own biological age. And I'm definitely on that mission, as many of you know, after my own health issues in the past. So today, we welcome to the show Brian Johnson. <laughs>
1: that was incredible
0: (laughs) thank (laughs) you yeah that was so good (laughs) amazing thank you i don't know
1: what to say about that hi (laughs) hi
0: (laughs) it's so nice to meet you
1: I'm so glad you're here.
0: I'm so happy to be here. You're a a very wonderful human. And from the time I've spent with you so far, you're very kind. And I think today's going to be really special to teach the people who are listening today to this show and maybe for many more years something that they don't know. I hope so. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) So I'd like to go to a fun one first. Tell me a story that perhaps your family would tell about you mm. something great funny
1: so i need to think about this a bit more but one that comes to mind maybe i'll, I'll yeah i'll share it i i used to do triathlons mm-hmm. and i was running we were on the run portion of the competition and i was trying to maintain a five minute f- five minute 50 second pace on the 10k version of it and I reached the first mile marker and I met that time and I was breathing pretty hard. I could tell it was gonna be a difficult one for me. And I ran past this person and he was well intentioned, but he said, hey man, slow down, you're breathing too hard. And I remember thinking, I was, I think 23 at the time. I remember thinking um, like over my dead body, am I going to let, uh, am I going to stop at the goal I'm trying to achieve no matter how badly it hurts, no matter what I have to do, And his comment gave me so much more energy to actually complete it. So I actually did get my goal. Uh, I just remember feeling um, incredibly motivated by the observation someone else was making that uh, I was doing something that I wouldn't be able to accomplish. I don't know why that is, but I found it to really be motivating. So I do find um, I'm attracted to pain and overcoming pain, because all things I value are on the other side of pain.
0: Wow. That's beautiful. That's actually a really great place to dive into because we don't grow through the comfort. We don't grow in the good times. We grow from the discomfort, which is sad, but we do. We grow yeah. from the pain. We grow from when we put ourselves through positive stress in the body and stressful scenarios, you know, you're going to grow through.
1: Yeah. They
0: say you you grow what you go through, right? That's you right. Go, you grow through what you go through.
1: Yes. That's very true. So I guess like, obviously there's some pain we want to avoid that's unnecessary, but generally speaking, I think if most of us look at our lives, the things which we would value the most have been when we've pushed through discomfort and challenges and difficulty and we've somehow overcome self. And uh, yeah, I think that's, I now search it out when I find a little pocket of pain. I think this is a a treasure chest. (laughs) What's on the other side of this?
0: Wow. Have you ever been through any of your own health challenges in your life?
1: I mean, my entire life, yeah, it's been like kind of one thing after another. I mean, it all kind of all came to a head about 10 years ago. I was chronically depressed, 60 pounds heavier than I am now. I was in a bad relationship, had three little babies. I was running startups and just doing everything bad to my own body. And it just was a miserable existence. And if it wasn't for the kids, I I probably would have committed suicide. I I understand like suicide is an absolutely reasonable thought process to difficulties. I understand when people do it. I understand when they think about it. I understand it because I've had those same thought patterns. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, dealing with that on a daily basis, it's a difficult one to separate yourself from this depressive state that is omnipresent and um, feel like there's a way out of it.
0: Yes. Well, I remember from my own struggles and traumas that I went through in my life, I remember being suicidal in my worst. Because when you have a health issue, you actually lose who you are you lose who you are. Mm-hmm. And I call it, you lose your full sparkle. So right now I'm at full sparkle. You're at full sparkle. And we wake up feeling rejuvenated because of how we take care of ourselves. But when you have a health issue, you lose that. Yeah. So you, you start to decline and you lose your sparkle and it's so depressing. So I remember battling that and, you know, it's tough.
1: Yeah. I mean, being human is very hard. Mm. Like it's extraordinarily hard. I mean, I think we spend our entire existence, like all of us are here. I don't recall asking to be here. I just showed up, I'm (laughs) conscious. And we basically spend our waking consciousness trying to avoid discomfort, the discomfort of being conscious as we battle all life's difficulties from hunger and from bad, from challenging relationships to difficulties at work to all the impositories. So yeah, I mean, the honest recognition that it's really hard to be human, I think is a nice starting point for me.
0: I love that. Okay, so being human goes above and beyond now, just living and existing. For you, you have the most sensational way of living through your blueprint. I would love to start there and hear more about how did you even find the blueprint? What is the blueprint? And why is it so positively impactful in someone's life? Because, okay, let's take it for example with you your biological age now is what?
1: uh, hundreds of different ages. Like my diaphragm is 18. Oh, my left ear is 16. My heart's 37.
0: That's possible. Hundreds
1: of ages throughout my entire body.
0: Oh, is that why when I do some tests, it says like Mm -hmm. two years younger than the other one says six years younger. And
1: I mean, sometimes if you do epigenetic age or other things that look at aggregate, but yeah, yeah, if you look at your body, your eyes and your lungs and your heart and your pancreas and your liver, they'd all have different age profiles.
0: Wow, I had no idea. Yes. Okay, so tell us about the blueprint and then I wanna hear how you literally have the world record for reversing your age the most. Like that's the coolest achievement <laughs> ever. It's like a mission I'm on. I'm I'm starting this now, I'm 33 and I want to go back to 25. I wanna stay there. I wanna be super hip, you know, yeah. fit and healthy.
1: Yeah. Let's do a thought experiment. Yeah. And let's say people in the twenty-fifth century yeah. are talking about the twenty-first century, the time you and I occupy. Mm-hmm. And they're ruminating and they're marveling at something we did in the early 21st century that mm-hmm. changed the course of human history. Okay. What is it? And the answer I think mm-hmm. is we figured out how to dramatically slow and or neutralize our aging. Yes. Right now, if, if you, if we think about our technology and we say how good is technology going to be in 20 years, yep. we say better. And a lot better we're accustomed to our technology getting better fast yeah if we say what are you and i going to be like in 20 years we just assume um on a decay and decline curve now we want to slow it down but we just assume we're on our path to death yes so what if we could improve ourselves at the speed of technology and so in 20 years from now we say what are you and i going to be we don't know some kind of superhero we don't know what kind but we as humans all of us are progressing at the speed of technology and science And so blueprint is basically a contemplation of in the early 21st century, what is possible in our time and place. Mm -hmm. And the hypothesis is, if we tether ourselves to technology and science, we could begin improving ourselves at the speed of technology and science. And it would transform our relationship with ourselves where we wouldn't assume inevitable decay, decline, and death. We would assume we would be able to improve ourselves at the speed of technology. Wow, And if we do that, we may think about ourselves very differently about each other, about our lives, about war, about peace, about what we want as a species, uh, really the next level in human evolution.
0: want to personally invite you to The Book Club hosted by Natasha Graziano. That's me. It's every Friday, 11 a.m. Pacific, where you're going to tap into your unlimited power of your mind, where you're going to understand how to access parts of your brain you have not been using until now. I'm going to show you how to unlock the key to abundance in your life, how to turn on the tap to everything you desire, the same way that I attracted my soulmate into my life in three weeks, the same way that I went from broke, no money in the bank, hunting. of thousands in debt. I was a single mom, thought I had nothing going on in my life. I was suicidal at my worst point. And I have transformed my life into who I am today in just two and a half, three, four years. I've created the empire that I now live in and lead and help so many people all over the world, just like yourself, so that you too can go on and inspire your community. I can't wait to show you this method, these practical tools that are going to help you to unlock the life of your dreams too. And we do it all in the book club. Across the next six, 60 days, the rollout is fire. We have celebrities coming in. We've got top coaches coming in. We've got a squad of people who are there in this community who are helping you to access those parts of your brain, helping you through the words they're preaching, the words they're speaking, the lessons we're giving out. So it's your turn to shine. It's your turn to come and receive. You give so much in your life. You're probably the person who just always is giving and giving and giving. Now it's your turn. It's your turn to sit back once a week, relax and indulge in a space that's completely for you, just for you. And whilst it's still free, hit that link below and reserve your seat at the book club. The link is below. Join now and I'll see you there. It is the next level. But I think a lot of people get caught in today's world of not looking beyond here, right now, this moment. And good, you want to live in the present moment, but you want to also plan ahead. Don't you want more like hours with your children, more days, more months? I always say, if I could learn to gain, if I could get all the knowledge and and put it into my body, implement it in the right way, bring my biological age down and gain an extra 50 years, if I could get an extra 50 years, within that 50 years, I could gain another... 500 that's right potentially exactly right exactly right so you want to imagine you could be you could be the first person who's 550 years old
1: yeah you're exactly right so in the 20th century a person it would be reasonable for them to say i'm going to spend 40 or 50 years of my life being debaucherous and drinking and partying and doing yeah. all bad stuff because i want to do that and live great and not live 70 80 years and not do those things in the 21st century where we live now the wise thing is don't die
0: yeah, the
1: way. Like you, you really, like the future of humanity may be better than any part of human history. You don't want to miss out. And so the science is here. Take care of yourself right now and don't put yourself on the inevitable. It may not be inevitable. So really, like it, it makes a lot of sense for someone to invest heavily right now in self.
0: Absolutely. And you've done millions of dollars in your health and reversing your biological age What's the blueprint? And just before we go into the blueprint, have you thought about freezing your body after, you know?
1: I have, yeah. The technology is pretty primitive. I'm not, right? I'm not sure it's going to work. I know. I'm not sure it's <laughs> going to
0: work yet either yeah. if somebody doesn't actually learn how to bring the organs back to life and the brain and the soul. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, this this is a whole other topic. But yeah. tell us about your blueprint. It's world yeah. famous. It's world renowned. It's being practiced all over. You give What I love about you is you make this technology and information available for free so everyone can implement and improve Mm -hmm, their life. mm -hmm. So tell us more about your Epic Blueprint.
1: So it takes everything that we do today and turns it on its head. So we are accustomed to using our mind to go to the grocery store, picking what we're going to eat, the market, going to a a restaurant, looking at the menu. So we use our minds to decide things. And Blueprint flips it and it says, the mind is not invited to this party because the mind is the agent of self-destruction. I know when I give my mind freedom of choice, it behaves badly all the time.
0: Oh yeah, mine too. So it flips
1: it, and so I said, okay, I'm going to measure every organ in the body. We're going to say, hey, kidney, kidney, liver, lungs.
0: Yeah.
1: What do you want to be your best self? They report out their data, and then it looks at we look at scientific evidence, and we create a protocol, and then I follow that protocol. I said yes to it with precision. And now the idea behind this is. Um, when certain things happen with technology, it makes the case for inevitability. So for example, when the washing machine or when the washer and dryer were created,
0: mm-hmm.
1: no one was hanging out at the creek anymore to wash their clothes by hands mm-hmm. because it could now be more efficient. When mm-hmm. digital navigation systems showed up, nobody had maps in their lap. Mm-hmm. So sometimes technology does things that makes things better on, on so many ways and it just runs through society. It doesn't matter if some humans are upset, it doesn't matter if people are like, this is gonna change everything. It just goes through society. what I think we've demonstrated the blueprint is we built an algorithm that takes better care of me than I can myself. Beautiful. And in that case, uh, I've opted in to say yes. Now, a lot of people look at that and they say, that's dystopic. That's like, if I can't use my mind to decide this or that, I don't know why I would exist. Mm. Very common and expected responses to how humans have responded to technological innovation in the past. But to me, this is one of the most exciting things that could be shown in our time period. Is if an algorithm truly can take care of us better than we can ourselves, it levels us up into this new potential evolution that we've never had in our in our um, history. So, blueprint is an algorithm that is superior to what humans can do on their own to take care of human health.
0: So can I get it today and then test my own bloods and test my own uh, organs and go through what they need and what will be good for them? And then how do I know what foods to eat, what diet to exactly. be
1: on? Yep. So that's the, so blueprint is basically an algorithm. So if you were to do the same process, you get every organ measured, every mm-hmm. biological process, data would be out, come out, scientific evidence would be referenced, then a protocol would be created for you. And then you follow that with precision. Never, Would your mind be able to say, I'm going to spontaneously choose to have a pizza party or a donut or the mind is out Uh. because this is the thing that's really counterintuitive (laughs) exactly is. I know with me when my mind has the freedom of choice, it makes the wrong decision every single time
0: we were talking about this about before i was saying how you people often say oh i'm gonna have a treat today my mom really was before she got on her own health uh regime she said oh let's go and have a nice snack as a treat let's have a donut and i was raised like that and i was like no that's terrible yeah you know that's what causes the inflammation in the body which leads to autoimmune issues and etc and that's what people think is a treat. It's not a treat. Yeah. A treat is like a green juice or yeah. a, sorry, a meditation or you know something that's good for your body.
1: Exactly right. Do you
0: do you ever have treats?
1: Ah uh, no, I don't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you ever have a treat for your body and what would that be? That's actually good not for your yeah. mind, right? Yeah your body.
1: Uh, a treat for my body, uh, my son and I just did a 500 mile three day adventure on motorcycles. It that's was so cool. It was extraordinarily hard and demanding and difficult. And so a treat for me was that I did that um fully. I had all the energy I needed. I was robust in every capacity. I didn't get injured. And so a treat for me is that my body and my mind was capable of doing this thing. Gosh. And so I that's to me is a treat. Is it's the reward for all the hard work yes. that I get to perform at that physical level. And it was a very, diff- a, uh, very difficult track. It was yeah. very hard to do. Well, so. 500
0: miles is a lot of mileage to cover. And I can only imagine, like, when I've sat on a motorbike before, it's really, you know, exhausting. It's and hard. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a heavy hard. piece of machinery.
1: So it'd be sad if I didn't have the physical and mental capacity to do yeah. these kinds of things that make me happy. And so instead of the pizza or the donut, Uh, I would rather do something like that.
0: And that, again, taps back into the pain because you're always leaning into something that's tough most humans can't do. Wow, interesting. Uh, Do you stick to a certain diet every day? Because I understand, but for the audience who haven't perhaps seen your documentary, and we'll put tags to one of your amazing documentaries below, the one I love in particular. So, okay, tell us about what you eat every day.
1: Yeah, so I... I have 2,000 calories every day.
0: Why that number?
1: It's a 20% caloric restriction. So somebody my age, my activity level, the recommended daily allowance is 2,500. Yeah. And there's good science showing that if you reduce the caloric intake, your body has a favorable response of just uh, slowing the speed of aging. And so it's 2,000 calories. And with that limited budget, every calorie has to fight for its life. So there's nothing in there that's nice to have. There's nothing that's trendy or cool or something. It's an absolute necessity. And then we ha- we can measure every single thing going into the body. Mm. So we can see it's input in, input out. So we see the efficacy. And so I have two meals that are the same every day and then one meal that varies. Mm-hmm. Um, I love my food. I can't even tell you how much I love my food. Uh, it, it is two of the same meals every day, the one that varies, but still uh, it's 70 pounds of vegetables a month. So it's mm. a lot of... Yep, a lot of vegetables and... Meat? Uh, I don't eat meat. Vegan? Um, except for collagen peptides, which I'm trying to eliminate.
0: Wait, collagen peptides aren't vegan? How come? What are they, uh, they come out?
1: from an animal products.
0: Really? So no tr- way, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, so I'm trying to get a, a vegan source. Now, it's important, um, I'm vegan by choice, not by necessity. So Blueprint says nothing, does not express an opinion about anything. Mm-hmm. It just says we're going to measure the whole body. We'll look at scientific evidence and we'll create this protocol. So we basically just follow the evidence. So I expressed a preference that I'd rather be vegan, and we wanted to see if this would work to achieve the markers. It does work.
0: Wow. So it says nothing
1: about meat, which I found is like a religious war in the world of mm-hmm. the meat and the vegan people, which to me, it, it, you, it, you can't even talk sensibly about the topic because no. it spins up this religious stuff. But uh,
0: What do you do for protein?
1: Uh, lentils, pea protein.
0: Oh, so... It is okay to have legumes and uh, yeah. grains.
1: Yeah, I get 102 grams a day of protein.
0: Wow, specifically.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What do you do when you travel and you have this strict diet? Because I know for me, I'm taking things with me, and unless yeah. you fly privately, yeah. it's like a nightmare.
1: Yeah, I've got a lot better. So typically, we'll go to a grocery store. I'll bring stuff with me, but then we'll go to the grocery store and buy some uh, avocados and a few other things, but it's fine now. I can fill it in for a couple of days
0: oh okay so you so so you do have moments where it's like i can Mm -hmm. go slightly off topic and it's fine off piece that's right right.
1: so i'll get a a few vegetables avocados like it's just the gist of it roughly two thousand calories yes of a certain vegetable profile
0: yes exactly Mm -hmm. do you eat vine fruits like tomatoes and grapes and peppers
1: uh yes uh tomatoes and peppers yes tomatoes are cooked Mm -hmm. with the proper chemical constitution Uh, Grapes, no, they they have a high glycemic index. Mm -hmm. So again, every calorie has to fight for its life. If it doesn't deliver the highest nutritional value possible, it's out. Yeah, so it's brutal in that regard, and I love it because it has such a high standard of input that it has to be in service of the entire body.
0: Amazing output. Yeah. That's brilliant. So have you stopped craving anything you used to eat once upon a time? Maybe you used to like chocolate.
1: Yes. Oh, so I love chocolate, and I eat it every day. I, eat- oh, I can eat chocolate. Yes. Oh,
0: this is such great news. Yeah.
1: So it's a hundred gram, uh, fifteen grams a day of a hundred percent dark chocolate.
0: And it could be any brand, or you're very specific because you know which one doesn't have sugar, and I can't do sugar. So. I-
1: yeah. So, so it's it's very specific. So if you think about this, chocolate is a good example of how I think about blueprint generally. Right. There's five layers to almost everything we do. So okay. you could say chocolate's good for you. That yeah. may lead you to eat a Snickers bar because you're like, well, have some chocolate, might be good for me. But second layer is dark chocolate. Yep. Third is dark chocolate undutched, Fourth is dark chocolate undutched, tested for heavy metals. And fifth is dark chocolate undutched heavy metals, and then high polyphenol count.
0: And that's the one you go for.
1: Right. And so I'm everything- get a brand
0: from you afterwards. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> we're also we're also doing, we're sourcing from around the world, trying to create our own uh, chocolate product because it's really- I'm happy to be a guinea pig. It's really, really hard to, to hit all those criteria. Same with uh, extra virgin olive oil. But again, like the- I think what I love about this is the algorithm Mm -hmm. forces this level of precision across the board. And every time my mind can intervene, it makes errors. It's always wanting to do this or that and to make this compromise or this cheat. And, uh, you know, in our discussion, like what do we want to achieve in this conversation? uh, To me, the the essence of Blueprint uh, is certainly doing many things. Good things for myself but it was really around trying to stop self-destructive behaviors Yes, as that's as powerful as any other anti-aging intervention
0: yeah very important so what's the future of blueprint where do you see it in five years from now
1: if there is an adoption where people say i can see this algorithm is better than i am at taking care of my body and people say yes to that it's a baby step in this evolutionary advance of being human. Where if we now are, prog- are improving ourselves at the speed of technology mm-hmm. and science, instead of continually committing self-destructive behaviors making ourselves worse, it changes the essence of what it means to be human. And so to me in five years, like, w- we really are at this critical part, uh, place as a species. No generation of humans that have ever existed has had this opportunity and um it's so far beyond our imagination yeah. to understand and so it's not really about being able to predict it model it it's about willing to say i'm going to step into this future yeah and i want to ride this wave and to me that's the most exciting thing is uh, trying to truly understand where we're at and what's going on and stepping into this future and saying yes i want to play
0: i love that so just stepping into it and knowing it tell us about the zero f principle
1: i am i'm obsessed about the future of existence
0: oh so am i <laughs> <laughs> or, <laughs> immortality is like my favorite thing
1: yeah i mean it's so exciting too so exciting whenever i started thinking about it i um i felt my brain bump up against my own limitations of intelligence and creativity i could just feel myself hit this outer boundary and it frustrated me that i was so constrained in my own intellectual capacity and so one night I went to bed and I assigned my mind to pro- every night. I assign my mind a problem. Yeah. And this night I assigned, I said, could you please help me come up with a framework on how to think about the future that doesn't leave me stuck. And that night I came up with zero principle thinking. And so, uh, the easiest way to explain this is talent hits the target. No one else can. Mm. Genius hits the target. No one can see. Wow. So, for example, Einstein's special theory of relativity mm-hmm. was a zeroth principle insight. So space and time have always been rel- uh, relative in, in the universe. He discovered it and moved us past Newtonian physics to, to this new version mm-hmm. of physics. So it's um, zeroth principle thinking is finding things no one else can see. And that's really, to me, uh, what the future is about, is um, we're walking artificial intelligence is, uh, changing the landscape of intelligence
0: mm-hmm.
1: at a speed faster than humans have ever experienced. It's introducing these zero principle insights and these level, these moves of genius that changes the, the landscape and the game we're playing so fast. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, it's a way for us to basically, um, uh, most, most humans have been able to exist and then model out their life and say, I'm going to grow up and be like this. And they assume the world's going to be the same when they do that in their lifetime. Whereas right now you and I can't model out with confidence even three years from now or five years from now. And so it's a different way, it's a different mindset for us to say, yep. we uh, want to step into a future yep. that we have no idea what it's going to be like uh, because of the zero principle light changes.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I just want to go back to that point that you said, like, before you go to bed, you give yourself a problem to work through. Is that from the silver ultramind technique?
1: Uh, I'm familiar with it now. Gosh,
0: that's amazing that you, uh, that, you know, it's a method that's, uh, created by, uh, Dr. Silver Mm. many years ago. And it's a wonderful technique that's used by a lot of entrepreneurs Mm. and you do it before bed. It's just amazing that you also do that naturally. And so you, I do something very similar. So I decide, okay, mind, before as I'm falling asleep, give me the solution to this thing I'm thinking about that I really want to achieve or how do I get it out of this problem that I yeah. want to solve? And then when you go through the alpha and the theta and into delta when we're asleep, that's where the magic's at. That's where it's going to start to solve that problem for you. Yeah. And hopefully when you wake up, you feel inspired to go write it down or go and execute it. And yeah. you feel like, yeah, it's a brilliant way before you sleep. For sure. That's interesting. Do you use the power of your mind at all? Are you into it? I mean, the show's called Law of Attraction Secrets. So I always like to speak to people to see, and there's a great example of you using your mind before bed. And that's metaphysics because you can't see that, right? It's just the power of your mind. Yeah. Do you have any other things that you do perhaps mm. with or without knowing?
1: Mm. Yeah, I feel like if I generally quiet my mind, yeah. like if I, if I move my mind away from decision making, if I don't let it be a loudspeaker, I'm generally better off. I mm-hmm. guess it's counterintuitive because we think of our minds as our best tool in existence. If we encounter a problem, we assign it to our mind. I'm going to think it through or I'm yeah. going to whatever. And the more I've done blueprint, the more I've moved away from that. And uh, um, the less I have valued it.
0: Mm, interesting do you meditate? I've never heard you talk about meditation, breath work, or cold exposure. <laughs> I wanted to go through each one of these things. <laughs> yeah. Meditation is something I do every day and I love it. And it's really transformed my life. But you're very zen, but you were once a probably a high level, like, you still high level, I mean, like high stress level entrepreneur, you know. Yeah. You know, For anyone that doesn't know, you um, created and sold Venmo. And uh, I wasn't, I'm not, I've you know, only really just Become American. I'm British, uh, but I very much. We didn't have. I don't think we have Vemo there, but it's mm. a. You know, it's a very big. You guys know what Vemo is, so <laughs> that's you. So you very much changed your thing, and yeah, was meditation breathwork a part of that ever?
1: Yeah. Um, yes, meditation. I think is interesting because people hear meditation, and when they try to do it, they close their eyes and all that happens is just rumination on thought after thought after thought after thought. Yeah. And then they conclude, I'm terrible at meditation, and they assume other people are good at meditation. Oh, yeah. And so it creates, in, in my experience, a lot of net negative self-perceptions mm-hmm. of people think I I can't get anything out of meditation. When I close my eyes, it's just nothing but chaos in my mind, and I can't quiet my mind. And so with my company, Colonel, we built a brain interface that was measuring the brain, and i had i wanted to do this tongue-in-cheek thing where uh, a march madness-like competition so mm-hmm. every meditation school brings their best players It's mm-hmm. single elimination competition and you have people compete using quantified brain on their meditative practices to eliminate this uncertainty where everyone can talk a big game about meditation but no one knows what's really happening because mm-hmm. you can't measure it mm-hmm. so you can basically make up you can say like i can run a three-minute mile and because no one can measure it, people think others are running three minute miles, which is just not true. So I guess I, I have stayed away from talking about things I can't measure. Yeah. Because there's a disconnect versus what I can measure, we can communicate something concrete. And so, uh, yeah, I've chosen things that fit into the algorithm of measurement, scientific evidence, and then repeat.
0: Interesting. So do you, before you go into kernels, I want to t- definitely go there. I absolutely love the non-invasive way of it. Neuro, um, what's the word? Neuro.
1: Imaging. Imaging, yeah. that's a,
0: uh, That's really fascinating. We're definitely going to go there in a second. Breath work, do you do, you do breath work? Do, I do. you, uh, really as a daily practice?
1: Yep, I do. And I uh, measure my heart rate variability.
0: Mm. So
1: of my nervous system. And so I guess I, in my responses to your questions, I like things that I can measure. Mm-hmm because then you have a baseline of where you're at. You can see whether you're improving or not. You can yeah. look at scientific evidence and see if it's working or not. What is, um... okay, so this is a thought experiment that I do frequently with with um, people. So let's imagine we're in a social situation. Mm-hmm. We're having fun. Mm-hmm. I turn to someone and I say, hey, friend, I'm trying to be better hydrated. What should I do to be better hydrated? And like, this is casual and it's fun. Yep typically the person would say like drink water okay water and how much water
0: yeah no three liters a day
1: yeah three liters okay and then like when they say three liters a day then they'll, they'll run in their mind they'll be like i have this hydro flask i take it around with me everywhere i go
0: yeah
1: i drink two or three but i'm in the bathroom all the time my friend Susie, she has a pink one her dog barks the pink one all the time her mom she's pretty hydrated she's doing pretty well <laughs> she just had this health issue right and they, they just run <laughs> and they forget they're talking about how much water to drink. So they run, comes back and say, great, thank you. Um, Have you ever seen any evidence about how much water somebody should drink? And they think, well, you know, uh, I think I read something on a blog post once. Have you actually seen the data? No. Okay. Let's do this again. We're having a fun conversation. I want to be better hydrated. Friend, how much water should I drink? Now if they're paying attention, they'll say, I don't know. If they're not, they'll go back and be like, "Well, I think probably like you know three liters or whatever, or eight cups." Absolutely, they
0: they won't repeat it.
1: Eight cups Mm -hmm. a day. But the point in the whole thought Mm -hmm. experiment is, if we are aware, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: when we're parroting Mm -hmm. common wisdom, and when we're speaking of something we actually know because we've seen evidence or data, Mm -hmm. the majority of our interactions we parrot. Yes. And and then that does everyone a disservice. Because then people are walking away with these conclusions which are not accurate. And so everything with Blueprint, I try to stay away from things at that level. And we only speak directly to things which we can know. And it helps keep things very clean uh, because health and wellness is a lot like religion where the guru says what they say. It's accepted as a spiritual truth. But then there's no evidence about whether it works or not. And then people are so confused because you have a bunch of gurus saying things which no one can verify. And so I'm trying to punch through to say the era of gurus is over. The era of data is arrived. Gurus no longer matter. Evidence is king.
0: Evidence is king. There's something about that that I just love. Well, that's why in my book, Be It To Become It, I talk about the science behind everything. There are so many studies in the book. Everything I say is backed up through a study at Harvard, at this place, at that place, and here's the study, here's the study, here's the yeah. study, and you know MRI scans show this, and uh, this scan shows that, and it shows the movement on the brain, etc. But they've shown and proven with evidence that meditating, and they've shown through MRI and uh, EPI scans, etc. They've shown that you can have an improved brain state. You can improve your well-being through yeah. meditation. Yeah. So. Surely that would be one that you believe in.
1: Uh, there's a whole bunch of questions. What kind of meditation over what practice? Right. How well are they doing? Are they, you know, like then, so like this general idea that, you know, somebody who's doing this mindful thing, they studied, sure. But there's so many details to then translate to the person who's doing it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: it to me, it needs to reach to a level of specificity of here's the practice. Here's the duration. Here's how you measure it. Here's how you verify whether it's working for you or not. Yes otherwise it's hard for people it's hard to build in a methodical way yeah where everyone systematically improves and that's the problem with uh, most of what we do today is people move from thing to thing not knowing if anything works and it's also i think why we've been able to achieve you know potentially the best results ever done in anti-aging yeah. uh, is we've done this systematically with evidence with the protocols and that's what i'm trying to push through is um, I mean I'd like to say blueprint is the best health protocol created in the history of the world now if I'm wrong prove me wrong with your data
0: <laughs> I love that
1: now, and if that's someone so does great it makes me excited because that's what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to create a competition for people to compete with data and so if someone beats me I feel like we've won because mm-hmm. now people have two options to choose from this and that but it's it would lessen the noise from guru-like discussion mm. and elevate data.
0: That's wonderful, data-driven. And you're very data-driven because kernel, let's talk about kernel now. I think it's fascinating what you've created and how, how does it work? And for someone listening, what is kernel?
1: Kernel is a bike helmet you put on your head and it images your brain. So if think about this, like if you went to the doctor and you're like, I am interested in the health of my heart. And the doctor says, okay, quiet your mind listen to your heart. You'd be like, doctor, I really want my blood pressure measured. Mm-hmm. I want a blood panel. I want to know our arterial plaques and an EKG. Like we're not going to fall for it, right? Like we know we can't just fill our heart, but we, when it comes to our brain, we think we can fill our brain when that's just not the case. No. And so we need a, a device that measures the brain so we can ask questions. For example, what happens when the brain consumes four hours a day of social media? Or what happens when someone drinks, you know, sugar drinks all day, every day, or like pose any question about the brain? We just don't know because we ha- we we don't have the technology that can do it systematically in a broad enough population to give us really good data. So the technology like MRIs, they're great, but yeah. they're too expensive and and uh, difficult. You're in a coffin-like environment, and the EEG is not good enough. And so we wanted to we built the technology in the past five years that is the First technology ever built that can image every brain on the planet it's that good so we technology's done we're now trying to do first market demonstration which is going to be hard so like doing this is extraordinarily hard it's not certain we'll succeed we're trying our best but being able to measure our brains would i think transform society then we could pose this question and have a baseline what's happening in our brain when
0: Oh, which is so powerful because we do all these things in our day and we have no idea how they're affecting us. And like you said, then we go from one thing to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. You try all these things. When I was healing myself of the autoimmune disease that I had many years ago, I was like, oh, I'm just going to try everything. I still don't know the exact one thing that did it. Because mm. I tried five things mm. at once. Yes. You just have no idea. Yeah. Something worked though mm. out of those five things I was doing. Was it the meditation? Was it the grounding? Was it the diet? Was it a combination? Be so good. I really want to try that. You have one here? Not here. Okay, I have to come and yeah. I have to do it one day. Yeah. I we, want to
1: They're all in a clinical trial, but we've used all in our
0: clinical trials. That you do it on yourself regularly? Yeah. Oh, wow. I'd love to hear like the, so, okay. What's a personal story that you found from using it? What have you found the when, you know, what fills in the blank for you personally?
1: I was a a participant in a pilot study for ketamine.
0: Oh yeah. I've heard about Is ketamine, is it really what it, okay, go on.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a horse tranquilizer. It's a party drug.
0: Oh, it makes me so nervous (laughs) hearing it. It's
1: used, uh, yeah, so it's a lot of things, but it's been used uh, for the treatment of depression. So there's been a lot of ketamine clinics. And so uh, there were there are some studies showing what, what ketamine does to the brain, but in an isolated way. And so what we wanted to pose, show was uh, what ketamine does to the brain. So we mm-hmm. measured my brain uh, every day for five days, then uh, during ketamine, and then after ketamine for 30 days. And so we could answer for the first time ever, What happens to someone's brain when they take ketamine? And so we had my data over 35 days, and we got to see all the changes in my brain patterns. And so that's cool because otherwise, the only other way to find out what happens to your brain with ketamine is to say, "Hey, what's your experience?" And you would tell me your feelings and your your reflections, which are totally inaccurate, right? You're going on your emotions and your memory, which is faulty. In the same way, like tell me about your heart over the past month. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's a way to baseline, then you can pose a question on anything. What happens when I take this Parkinson's drug or this Alzheimer's drug? Or when does cognitive decline start? Or what is anxiety or depression? Like all these questions we care about, uh, we just don't have a way to get high quality brain data that informs this. And so the Academy study was really cool.
0: So, okay, you used the kernel headwear to find out, do the study on the brain. Uh, two questions. One, what did it feel like taking ketamine every day? But obviously it was a medical grade, so it was a completely different. And how did you feel in the long run from that after one month on it, as opposed to not being on it? And then what did the brain scan show for you?
1: Yeah, It showed that we have networks in our brain that get pretty tightly fixed. Mm -hmm. And then ketamine kind of washes away those networks and kind of makes your brain fresh
0: right?
1: and it dips uh, on day day two and then it starts crawling back up so like on day five six my networks are kind of back in their configuration yeah but it creates this opening where my brain is different than it was before Mm -hmm. and so the funny thing is we so my team and I are walking in our office I decided on this is on day two yeah uh, instead of walking around the wall I decided to just jump over the wall and at the moment it made sense to me, my team's like, what, "What's Brian doing? Like, why is he jumping over walls?" And so they now joke that you know, like this ketamine has this experience of reconfiguring paths. Just in case I was jumping over walls and walking like... around, but it was just a funny thing that I, I was unaware. I just thought it was a good in the moment to jump over the wall. Uh, <laughs> but were
0: you just filled with energy like Superman? Yeah, or just like... It was.
1: It was really energizing. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. Oh, so it wasn't like a downer. It wasn't like one of those. It was,
1: uh, it was refreshing. I just felt it felt like a data show. It Mm. washed me out, and then it slowly built up. But I mean, it could be used to show like why when interventions are helpful. So you do ketamine. Mm -hmm. When would therapy be a good time to engage? Mm. Try to rebuild your thought patterns, and then try to uh, stick that change. Mm. And so just. It, again it opens up the possibility of knowing when to do certain things mm-hmm. and it showed my patterns in my brain of what they're doing mm-hmm. and um, how they change in response to it so it was useful because anyone who's building a something for the brain whether it be a drug or food or a social interaction or whatever you want to know what your thing does to the brain
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then you can build around that with that data
0: Wow, Kernel sounds phenomenal. This is, I really, I hope it comes quickly to market so people can all benefit from that. We'll put a link again to Kernel below so we can uh, dive in. What about oxygen therapies? Do you do any of that stuff?
1: We just completed an analysis of HBOT, uh, hyperbaric chambers, Yes, and we decided not to proceed forward. We found evidence to show that it was good in some acute settings, but we couldn't find evidence to show it had longevity benefits.
0: So. I, I've never. I, we had one for a while. Left it in our other mm. house. I don't. I don't. I'm really interested in them now. Mm. I feel that the one that I'm really into is on the treadmill with an os- oxygen mm. mask, running for ten minutes straight, really actively. That seems to reoxygenate my cells. I've looked at the studies behind yeah. it, and it to me seems and feels better. What some have you ever done that? I haven't. Oh, I'm gonna show you something, Okay. which is unusual because usually you show everyone. So it's uh, on the treadmill. Yeah. You have your oxygen mask on with the oxygen machine. Ten minutes only of just jogging, running on the machine, and that's it. Yeah, that is your workout, your cardio. Your it's so good for huh. your cells, and the studies behind it are phenomenal. I have to show you and, and okay. yeah, introduce you to it. Cool. Do you work out more than once a day? Not once a day. Once once a day for an hour. And I've seen some of your uh, videos and it's like every single muscle in your body, right?
1: That's right. Flex and stretch every muscle How in your body. How do you
0: know though that like you're using like this muscle or like <laughs> this muscle? Like...
1: That's true. Uh, I don't. <laughs> yeah.
0: But you just hope that you're really going to the Yeah, corner. it's like
1: 35 and I guess I... Um... There's probably muscle groups I don't get. If I don't get them, I'm not sure where they're at because the mm. the range of the exp- of the things I'm doing for flexibility, strength, and cardio, it's pretty comprehensive. Uh, the I'd say with the exercise, you know, we've maybe we're like eighty percent there. Like yeah. I haven't optimized to the hundred percent. Yeah, it's really about getting uh, the science we were going after is the yeah we're looking at markers like VO two max. Another other things, so uh, we're optimizing for what we can know for the science, but uh, it's basically, I think, hit the threshold of what we're trying to achieve.
0: Very interesting. So I find it really hard to work out heavily on an empty stomach. Mm. I think that's probably because of what i went through in the past where it was a hyperactive thyroid which is very like Mm. you know very like this and i'm super high tempo anyway so i have to find my zen in between you know going from like on stage screaming to like here so maybe that has something to do why i can't work out without eating i just Mm. feel depleted Mm. i can do yoga tai chi you know that vibe right but Anything that's like too many sun salutations in yoga, too many in a row can be taxing without eating. Do you work out without eating? And what are the benefits of eating with or without, working out with or without food?
1: I drink 20 ounces of water. I drink drink the green giant, which is 20 ounces, uh, Mm -hmm. collagen peptides, cinnamon, creatine, amino acids, um, uh, chlorella powder for spermidine. And then I take 60 pills and then I work out. All in one go. Four goes.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's nuts. I I take 15 at the moment and I try and space them out as well throughout the day. You know, there's the morning, the evening. Right. And there's so many, I can't wait to see your pill collection. I bet it's nuts. Mine's like, and it takes so long to put them into (laughs) sections. I know. Yeah, it's crazy. My friend hired somebody to come over to his house (laughs) and put all the pills in the right boxes for three months and they're in these little when he goes out not a problem they're in it they're ready to go go. god that's the best thing. what do you do when you go to a restaurant okay so let's say you were going on a date how would you what would you do
1: i i would save up 500 calories okay and then i would order steamed vegetables
0: Nice. Oh, so that's kind of what I do. I'm just like, but I do fish. So I'm like, I'll have a fish with it. Nothing on it. Olive oil, where's your olive oil from? I mean, when people sit in restaurants with me, they're like, oh God, here we go. And I'm like, just be prepared. You know, it's gonna be no dairy gluten allergy this and it's like i go through everything i'm like steam the vegetables you know yeah it's a similar yeah
1: i try not to be extra so i try i I try not to create a social burden for people (laughs) no so it's just like i'm good i'm good i'm good i'll just i'll do here i'll just steam my vegetables and i just um because people (laughs) they they're they're thoughtful about me. And they're kind, right? And they're like, what do you need, Brian? Is this going to be okay? It's like, people are very considerate mm. and I just don't want them to feel burdened by my presence. So I'm like, I'm totally good. I'm extremely happy. All good. Eat oh, whatever you want. That's so I'm going to get a couple of vegetables. I'm just happy. I so. love
0: that. Well, I'm extra as fuck, so I literally sit and I'm like, you're going to love, but I'm a woman so I can probably get away with it yeah. more. But I'm just like, Yes, this is going to be a nightmare for you, but for me, it's going to be <laughs> what well, yeah. i used to. It's yeah. so funny. Okay, wow. So actually, yeah. And people often ask, and they ask me this, and mine's not even half as strict as your, you know, protocol. And um, do you have fun with it? My answer is yes. Like I, this is what I know. I yeah. don't know when. When I had it recently, someone come into my house to do some cooking for me. They made these elaborate meals with sauce. And I was like, what is sauce? I don't know sauce from like 10 years. Like it, I can't do sauce. It's not. And they think they're impressing you with these elaborate meals, but that's not fun for me. Mm. Fun is keeping to the regime and me being like, knowing that I'm feeling my best every day. Yeah. And you know, I've I've had to actually overcome, like, I think I had (laughs) a. This
1: is therapy, this this went to therapy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. This is definitely, people often say, I think, well, not often anymore. yeah. I'm in a different place now, but like people who are around me love, like you know, I feel like food could be a like you have some PTSD around it or something. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. yeah, and I'm like yeah, there was, but you know, I think I. I <laughs> <laughs> this is good (laughs) i'm trying to overcome the food things so that i can just because i get more stressed about what i'm eating and then the stress is going to kill you faster than the rest of it so like you have to
1: yeah Yeah.
0: find a way to just go into a zen but you have fun with what you do right
1: i do i've never been happier in my entire life yeah yeah
0: Good, that's how I feel about what I do. And you love hearing the plane. You're, you're a pilot, you love flying planes? I do. For, well, for fun?
1: For fun, yeah. Um, so that's the other thing about Blueprint that there was like a moment where I was flying an airplane and I, was, I had my hands on the controls, it's like left, right, up, down, trying to keep it in the perfect attitude. And then I flipped on the autopilot and the planes like sat straight up, you know, like perfect posture. And I thought, that's what I want for myself. I want an autopilot for myself. That was a time in my life where I was really struggling to do the right thing. And uh, that's like, I've tried to build my autonomous self. Like uh, we've, we built autopilot for airplanes. We're building it for cars. Makes sense next for humans. Like it's this natural progression of these autopilot systems that run. So yeah, I love airplanes and um, it's one of my favorite things to do.
0: I love that. Flying is so fun. I've never flown a plane myself. I have a couple of girlfriends who are pilots actually, which is unique. I Mm -hmm. feel there's less women doing it. It looks really fun. And uh, a couple more questions. Just it's so intriguing. So when you got the world record for bringing down your biological age, what were you doing every day? Just give me like a day-to-day of what it was.
1: Yeah, I think that the marker that's most uh, interesting to me is I've slowed my speed of aging the equivalent of 31 years. So now I now I accumulate aging damage slower than the average 10 year old. So most people don't realize humans accumulate aging damage throughout their entire lives, Mm. but the older you get, the more damage you accumulate. So it's a, it's a curve of like almost exponential Mm. where you're, that's why when people get older, it just compounds so fast. Yes. And so you Makes want sense. to accumulate aging damage at a at the slowest possible pace so so my last score was 0.69 mm-hmm. which i guess i could say in like a generalized way for every 12 months that passes i age for eight months and i get four months for free wow so i get october uh, yeah o- yeah, September, September heard November, you say this.
0: I love that. You get like four months to the year for free. for free.
1: And so it really helps cement in the mind that in the same way you understand how much money you have in your bank account, how much you weigh and how many social media followers you have, you would also know by default your speed of aging. That has, that's just something you could share with a friend that you meet up with and, and the person's like, oh, mine's point blank. And you're like, oh, okay, what are you doing? So it's just a conversational thing. My dad just got his first speed of aging score after being on Blueprint and he did really well and he was just like over the moon about it because he's been working so hard in his health
0: oh that's fantastic to see that
1: data of you know, he's 70 years old wow and to see evidence of like it's working whole body this mm-hmm. one number uh but yeah so i guess that's the one i like and so what i'm doing for that is um it start every day starts the night before mm-hmm. i go to bed at the mm-hmm. exact same time i'm currently four days away from a two month streak of getting perfect sleep uh, according oh, to, according to WHOOP.
0: Wow, wow. I'm working very hard on sleep. Are your REMs stay, all of this? Mm-hmm. Oh, I want as well sleep for a minute after. Yeah.
1: So sleep and then I do a four hour routine every morning. So I wake up around five mm-hmm. and then for four hours I do my whole thing. So it's two meals, exercise, some therapies, but every day. And then I work throughout the day, do a few more therapies at night. and then, But it's very regimented where it's predictable, it's routine, it's systematic. So we, it, my whole life needs to be because we pack in so many things. If I don't have this regimented state, there's no way I could, we could do as many things that we're doing.
0: No, absolutely. I love that. And then what if you're having friends over or with your kids and like, I'm a mom, so I know, you know, they can throw us off. So, I mean, I know I my son's six, so it can definitely, yeah. at six years old, it can be like, whoa in the middle of your regime you know like it totally is different to when they're a bit older and yeah yeah how do you fit in the balance of yeah life and that
1: i have three little kids i have three and kids you do? yeah i do
0: oh sweet how old are they no uh,
1: 1917 and 13
0: oh so cool yeah nice oh so they're probably that age where you can really like hang out with them
1: yes that's like, really my 19 nice. year old's at college my 17 year old is here um yeah like my 17 year old and i and my daughter's with her mother yeah. But my 17-year-old and I, we're best friends. Like, we do everything together. We I just, think
0: I've seen him on your Instagram.
1: Yeah, we just pal around. So cool. We do everything together. I it's the it. best.
0: And he's into this too. He does all this with He you. does, yeah. So when he's, mo- so he's probably, like, on it most of the time. And then, yeah. Yeah,
1: but, like, a funny interaction we had, um, like, we have some nice, our relationships are beautiful. My yes. kids and I, we've never been in a fight our entire lives.
0: What?
1: Never. Like, we we just, we have a way, we figure out how, we've not had a fight. And so um, a funny thing, though, we have these nice boundaries where my 17-year-old was doing something in the kitchen and he posed a question to me and my 19-year-old said, Talmadge, dad's like the Supreme Court. Your question was not going to the Supreme Court. Like you've had to go through like the district judge and then the Superior Court. And they, <laughs> and, but I guess they, um, they are very thoughtful kids yeah. and they realize that I spend an enormous amount of time in my mind thinking about a whole bunch of things. Mm-hmm. And that, that particular question was something he could absolutely solve on his own. And so I I really love the culture of the family where people are playfully and lovingly doing these things. Because you're right, like sometimes kids just overpower everything. Yes. And they bring the world to their knees. Yes. And it's very difficult. And so to build boundary conditions to say we have a culture of sleep in our family. Yes. Where we go to bed at the same time every night. Yeah no one gets anyone up at night for any reason unless you're yeah. vomiting or something yeah we all go to bed and we stay asleep like these nice boundary conditions to say we value our health and wellness and we're going to be around each other all the time and we're going to be cheerful and happy um, because we take care of ourselves that does not mean we're not gonna have problems like sure but just nice uh, expectations of each other because that. we be like each- we're gonna be like each other because we live around each other.
0: That's so beautiful. I love that. Sleep is very important. A lot of people don't understand it. So when I have gatherings at my house, I'm very much uh, on the you know the <laughs> of sleep. If there's a late night, I make sure it's a Saturday and late for me. I mean, I. I don't remember the last time I we went to bed after midnight. I mean, I really don't. I go to bed every night at 9.30. Yeah. Um, it's not regimented to a specific time, but I know at 9.30 I'm in bed and it's lights off. Yeah. So I aim that. What's your time? I'm guessing 9 probably? 8.30. 8.30. So what you, okay, I'm with you. And that's it. You're just like, as you, do you watch TV at night?
1: It depends. So every night my son and I, we get together on 7, 7.30 9th. here in the room. Yeah. And then it's just our hangout time. It's nice. our, our special sacred time. We stretch, talk, watch something, like we'll do something. But yeah. we remove the world from our minds and we yeah. just hang out with each other. So we go to bed with a, a rest of mind. We're not ruminating on everything yes. going on. Um, but you know, if we watch something, we have blue light blocking glasses on, I'll be doing sometimes HIV therapy or stretching or whatever the case may be. But we have this ritual every single night is our sacred time. And then when 8.30 arrives, actually it's not, like when 8.15 arrives, we stop everything we're doing We run to our bedrooms and we do this as like this funny ritual. Like we, we want to say we both appreciate sleep very much. Yeah, We take it very seriously uh, because life moves according to how we sleep. The difference between hope and despair is a good night's sleep. And then we, yeah, we have a great time doing it. Like it's just a nice tradition ritual and uh, we consistently knock out high quality sleep.
0: I love that. And that is the most important thing. Sleep is everything. Everything. People have no idea about it. And if you have too much sugar in the evening, caffeine, I don't drink. But if you have anything like that, or you you have alcohol or anything that's gonna throw off your sleep, why in the evening? It's like, do you drink alcohol? I don't. No wine? No. So I never tried alcohol until I was 26. I uh-huh. still have never tasted a spirit. Mm. I don't know what it's like. Mm. Um, but I, so I don't know what I'm missing and I don't really want to know. Yeah. I don't really care. Um, but I, I tried wine at 26. I was so late to the party of understanding what alcohol was. And it's amazing how our body actually rejects things naturally mm. that are probably aren't good for you. Okay, um, fire round of two more yeah. things which are fun. So what's one thing you wish that your mom or dad, if applicable, either way, knew about you
1: now or when I was a kid, whenever. Yeah. Um, my parents are wonderful. I, I wish it would have been more of a cultural norm when I was growing up. I grew up eating sugar cereal, soda, uh, outside in the sun all the time without sun protection. I shot guns with no air protection, causing myself hearing damage. Uh, we just, we were a typical American family 1980s. And I'm, you know, we had a great time. I'm also a little saddened that I did so much wreckage to my body. And so now with my children, I really try to say, like, you get you off to, to life on your best foot forward. So I guess I, I wish I would have, um, I wish cultural norms would have been different. Yes. Uh, growing up.
0: That's a beautiful answer. What's the main device that someone should get in life now to bring down their biological age?
1: A piece of paper and a pencil mm-hmm. that they can keep track of the number of things they do on a daily basis that meet the SAD score, self-aided destruction. So every time they overeat, every time they eat junk food, every time you miss your bedtime, every time you drink alcohol, smoke, binge on social media, binge on entertainment. Anytime you do something that you know is not, you know, good for your health and you're just doing it because you're doing it, to notch a number and to record how many times in a given day you're doing things that accelerate your aging decay and decline.
0: Gosh, that is so good. Oh my goodness! I feel like I could talk to you for hours, but now I'm really excited to go and see the clinic, understand the sort of environment and the surroundings, and how you live your life. And yeah, I just want to dive in and show you guys in the audience what it is like in your world. So I'm so excited to to dive in. Good for that. Let's do it. Let's do it. So here we go. Let's dive in. This is the food protocol. Is this? Tell us more.
1: This is. Uh, what we've designed as the perfect diet that does not mean it's the only way to achieve perfect nutrition but it's what we've done for this protocol so uh, every morning I'll wake up I'll drink the, the green giant mm-hmm. which, which has this has the I this a little bit. it has collagen peptides spermidine creatine amino acids and cinnamon mm-hmm. and so I'd, I'll take this actually why don't you try it
0: yes I would love to thank you Mm, it's delicious. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's so delicious. It's really delicious too, it is, yeah. Yeah, it is delicious. Wonderful. I would so drink this.
1: So that plus this is morning.
0: Holy mouse bum.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. 60?
0: Uh, yeah, it's about
1: that. It changes all the time. It's like 60-ish. And then I'll work out for an hour, and mm-hmm. then come in and eat this for breakfast. This is super veggie, which is black lentils, broccoli, cauliflower, mushrooms, mm-hmm. ginger, garlic. So it Smells over, amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So over a month, It'll be 70 pounds of vegetables, which you dig. And then on this, we, I drizzle extra virgin olive oil. Mm-hmm. And it's the same as I told you about chocolate. It has to go through all these different specifications.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then chocolate. We, so if you want to try this.
0: You get this for dessert?
1: So I put this on Super Veggie. So I pair it with vegetables, which doesn't seem to make sense on the outside, but it actually is delicious. Go ahead and have at it in the chocolate. Oh, really? What do you think of?
0: Well, I love the flavor. Mmm, that's divine.
1: Yeah, it's 100% sure. So it's, most people find it to be bitter. But I agree, I love it.
0: Mmm, so does all chocolate have caffeine in it?
1: I'm not sure if they're very, if like milk chocolate. And, I'm not sure. This one does for sure.
0: Mmm, which is divine. Okay, so you put this on the food?
1: Yes. You can have it independently as well, though. It's delicious.
0: Mmm, it's so, so delicious. 15
1: grams a day, so roughly a tablespoon. Okay. And... Yep, but it, yeah, it's a surprisingly good pairing. So that, and then an hour later I'll eat this, which is nutty. Oh, do you want to try this? Yes, I said, oh my god. Okay, let's do we'll this.
0: Oh my god, this looks so good. Okay, I'm trying to make sure
1: Yeah, let me get you a knife as well. Okay, this is so
0: fun. I'm so excited about this. I love healthy food. And I really love things like this, which are interesting. Thank you. Okay, let me get a real combo.
1: Yeah, there you go. That's a good bite.
0: Mmm,
1: mmm. Every day, I love this dish.
0: This is so divine. Look, the chocolate with the mushroom. And the the, olive oil. Oh, so you put the olive oil, is it the same olive oil every day? Yes. Breakfast, which is the delicious green juice. Yes, that's right. Mm -hmm. Pre-breakfast, after to break the fast. Oh, do you intermittent fast?
1: Yes, so I finish eating by about 11 to 12 a.m. 11 a.m. to noon.
0: You start eating now.
1: I finish. So I I do the drink when I wake up, five, six, and then I uh, finish eating six hours later. Again, I think it's reasonable to say this is the most uh, nutritionally dense diet you could ever have in your life. Now, certainly there's other things that someone could do, but prove it with your data. (laughs) Right, so, I mean, So therefore
0: the blueprint is the number one in the world because it hasn't been proven otherwise.
1: Exactly, so I hope others, Disprove it, but again like this, if you adopted this, um, it could potentially be really beneficial for you.
0: I love it. Okay, so that's breakfast breakfast. at at 6 a.m.
1: After working out like around 7 or 8.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's three hours after you wake up. Ish, yeah. Because you've done that, which is enough for the working out. Exactly. Okay.
1: Yeah. And then this is nutty pudding. This is macadamia nuts, walnuts, flaxseed, sunflower lichen, berries, pea protein, and two ounces of pomegranate juice oh my gosh
0: okay and do you get your fruit and veg from a particular are you very like is it a farmer's market or do you where you know how do you know what you're like
1: yeah market and store okay yeah all organic
0: i'm so excited for this and this is lunch snack
1: yeah this is second meal the day second meal so i guess like yeah it's in between breakfast and the last meal of the day
0: okay are you kidding me i can have that as a meal
1: exactly
0: Oh my god, it's so delicious! So
1: the thing about this is, it's just so sad when you have your last bite. That's the thing. That's that's sad. So the the worst part about this dish is when you're finished with it. How do you know the exact proportions to make? Oh my god, I can't. This is so good. Yeah. Everything is... Every calorie has to fight for its life. So everything is extremely precise. We just select from among 150 different vegetables.
0: Mm -hmm. Wow, look at that.
1: It's like uh, sweet potato, beans, peppers.
0: And how do they know what to make you prepare like your list out so it's really clear?
1: Yeah, so we just have a whole bunch of stuff. So we use this for variety.
0: Yeah. Oh my God, this is divine, I love it. What a treat for the body. Yeah, and then you. you would
1: take this, you take these additional 30, 40 pills. So you take those
0: within the six hour frame as well? Yep. Yeah. So all so oh, so I pills. can take my supplements closer together than I think. Uh, I do. Yeah. yeah. So I always wonder, I'm like, I wonder if like, and the supplements you know to take because of the markers. Exactly. And it changes month to month probably. Exactly. Yeah. How often do you do your markers? It
1: depends on the measurement. So like my sleep is every night, weight every day, uh, MRI whole body once a year, like every organ. Yeah. Ultrasound once a quarter. So everyone ha- every measurement has its own frequency.
0: And you're measuring to see the biological age of it.
1: All yes, exactly. We're looking at every every variable. We're we're generating hundreds of markers uh, every quarter.
0: Wow. Fascinating. So that's the food regime.
1: Yep. And we'll package these up so you can help. Oh all.
0: divine. Yeah. Thank you. Alright, so we'll go to the clinic? Yes. Okay. okay.
1: We, as a principle, we measure everything, Yeah. so if we can't measure it, we don't do it. Yeah. So in this case, this is looking at your, your skin age okay. on your face. Mm-hmm. So you would put your chin here and your forehead here, Yeah. this is multi-spectral imaging, and it would look at your skin and age your skin through ten different parameters, like reds, browns, pore size, UV damage, and so it gives you an age of how your skin is doing. So a lot of the damage done to the skin you can't see with the naked eye. So these devices are uh, for skin. Okay. So this is a laser, this is a professional grade laser, two wavelengths, and we try to do whole body once a month. This is called- Laser
0: for, when you say full body, so what for?
1: Yeah, for skin health. So oh. skin is the largest organ of the body, and uh, there's multiple ways to treat the health of the skin.
0: Right. And so this, all over the body, mm-hmm. is it a little bit like laser hair removal? Yes. Does it hurt? Uh, it does. So it's exactly <laughs> the same, it's that, the flashing yeah. one. Yeah, this one, yeah. Uh-huh, so, ah, yeah, this... so I've done that on my face where it's like that light.
1: Yeah, yeah. so people use it for the tightening of the skin, yes. they do it for uh, skin clarity, they do it for collagen production. You can do it to eliminate uh, skin imperfections, scars, like there's all kinds of things you can do. This is a medical grade ultrasound. So people are familiar with this, look at babies in the womb. Yeah. But we do this for the whole body. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool that we can do all the organs, the pancreas, the liver, the lungs, the heart. We have different experts who look at all the different parts of the body. And it's really nice, it's easy, we can do it frequently. Like for example, when I got COVID, we've been doing measurements of my whole body for all these years. So we got to see in real time what happened to my body with COVID.
0: It's, wow. ba- it's
1: bad, it's really bad. Uh, we should take COVID very seriously. We saw how badly it affected my lungs and my heart.
0: Goodness And on the outside, away from the stance, did you feel no, like't feel anything?: You're kidding. So the effect was just deeper rooted, and exactly. you, could, oh, that's terrifying. And this it's goes funny. back to the idea like why you want
1: to measure the brain, why you want to measure the body are what we can feel is a fraction of what's really going on and so it's really important to have awareness of all these measurements because then it really illuminates what the best things are to do yes yeah, so this is fun
0: so men do this too
1: yes I have been doing it so I'm we got to kind of play around for muscle strength overall mm-hmm. and this was kind of cool and so what we we're trying to solve for is I get up at night on average I go to the bathroom one time per night mm-hmm. I want to go to the bathroom zero times per night So mm-hmm. I don't want to wake up at all Mm-hmm. And so we wondered if we increase my pelvic floor strength and mm-hmm. my bladder control would be better mm-hmm. if I had better bladder control I wouldn't get up. Mm-hmm. And that's been true. Mm-hmm. So it's less than of time I get up and enter the bathroom because I have better bladder control. So yeah. you're, you're just going to move around in the chair Until you find the right spot.
0: Okay.
1: And so what it's what it's going to feel like is if imagine you're trying to hold in flatulence
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, it's, If you can find the right spot on there, it's just going to feel like it just tightens everything up. Okay. So I'm meant
0: to feel like it tightens. Yeah.
1: Okay. So I'm going to hit go. Okay. And then you can just move around. Okay. It's going to be a little shocking initially. Yeah. Okay. You ready? Yeah. You sure? Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Oh my god, this is so odd. <laughs> it feels like um, like shooting needles almost yeah. into your legs. Okay, so what am I meant to do? Slide around. Yeah. Until you find your spot
1: where it is. Move your bottom around. Yeah. Until. Move it up. Move it back. If you want to find it, move it it up a
0: little bit. Okay. there you go. Oh, it's going to feel my oh yeah. yeah. Now sit back. Yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) Okay, so that feels like, um, am I going to suck in now? Or Um, does it for you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so odd! A lot of women who have babies are trying to rebuild strength. Yes. And that is... That's um, the thing to do. So the only way to describe that experience was, like, <laughs> actually, like, laser, you yeah. know, and you, that, that, like, like yeah. that shock of, well, you know exactly yeah. what it is, so when the shock of laser hits you, yeah. and there's, like, into it, and it felt, like, into yeah. that whole area, which is so bizarre, because yeah. nothing ever goes near, like, yeah, yeah that's like a... Wow, so different, and I mean, wouldn't you, have even...
1: You lose control, like you can't control your muscle contractions, no. so it just takes it over and your body's just responding
0: to this. And so that helps, like, where women go, like, we. I don't know if men do it too, but like, with women, you can go in, out, yeah. in, out, and so when you breathe in, you're sucking it up, and then I guess your perineum, like, up, all the, whoosh, yeah. in, out, and like, I'm, I'm doing it now, you wouldn't know, like, in, out, in, yeah. out, right? That right. is that the same for men?
1: Yes. Oh, okay, it's the same
0: thing, so that does that for you. How do you spin your own blood here?
1: Well, we have a centrifuge. Oh.
0: So
1: we can drop there. But we just have everything we need uh, to be a full-on clinic. Yeah, so here's, here's the test you can have.
0: Oh, thank um, you. Yeah,
1: so uh, you can do this, and you can compete at rejuvenationolympics.com. So you can try to be a rejuvenation athlete.
0: Oh, wow. And rank yeah.
1: at your, for your speed of aging.
0: Oh, that's so fun. OK, well, that will help me to get more competitive against myself. Yes. To
1: do it. It's always, I mean, humans are, humans love to compete. Yeah. Love to compete with numbers. So this is a way to have a number so we're not just
0: yeah, talking randomly
1: about this and that.
0: Amazing. And would it tell me what supplements to take after as well?
1: It will tell you your speed of aging. Speed
0: of aging, So okay. like,
1: overall, like in the entirety of everything you're doing in your life, how are you doing? Because you'll see how fast your body's aging. Wow,
0: that's fantastic. Thank you. You're welcome. No, no, no. 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 So, this is the one that's accurate. The
1: speed of aging, we like it because well, this is built on a longitudinal study out of New Zealand, mm-hmm. uh, five decades now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it's, it has good data and it's responsive to lifestyle interventions. So, when, it, when you do caloric restriction, it changes. When you do a certain interventions, it changes. So, you see, there's a reliable cause and effect mm-hmm. to this of how your body's responding. We like it. Uh, a lot of the epigenetic clocks are still silver standard. They're not mm-hmm. yet gold standard. Mm-hmm. This one, we like a lot. Okay,
0: wonderful.
1: It's not perfect. It's not perfect yeah. But we like well, it a lot. I
0: want to see one that works because I did one here, one there, They were wildly yeah, yeah, yeah. different. Yeah, yeah. And that made me, you know, my mum came to me and she said she's actually younger than me in her biological age and I thought, geez, well, which test are you doing? Yeah. You know. Don't, don't yeah. worry. I'm going to do this one. Don't worry about one. it. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. You're welcome. So fantastic. Well, thank you for showing us around the amazing clinic and your day-to-day and how you stay superhuman and, you know, advance yourself in such a way. And, you know, it's amazing. Yeah.
1: Thanks for coming. I hope it was helpful.
0: Thank you. It was a wonderful experience. Thank you so much. You're welcome.